Hello, I'm Brandon. And I'm Justine. And this is the Cozy Co-op, a podcast where a games journalist and a creative writer talk about video games. Hi, Justine. Hi, Brandon. Can I say something? You can absolutely say something. This is is a podcast. It is an audio medium. That makes sense. I am very happy to have you back. We missed you last week. Oh, yeah. I wasn't here. You weren't because you were dying. I was dying. You were unwell. I was dying and rolling up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we're talking about Katamari uh, today. Katamari Damacy. Katamari Damacy. But before that, I got some news. Okay. So, first bit of news. Are you familiar with a game series called Metro? Like Metro Metro Last Light, Metro 2033? Yes, 2033 sounds familiar. A series of post-apocalyptic shooters. There's going to be a movie about Metro 2033. Of course there is. Well, no. Because we can't make movies about anything else. Well, that's what the news is, is that we're not, actually. Oh. They canceled it. Well, then why'd you say there's going to be? There was going to be. (laughs) This is bad reporting. (laughs) They canceled it after uh, creative differences. Specifically, Mm. the production team wanted to Americanize it, and they refused. And they decided, okay. all right, if you're going to try and be that way, we're just going to cancel the film. That's that's good. Stick to your guns. Bit, well, we need more of that. It, the, the change they wanted to make was they wanted to have it set in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Where is it initially set? Russia. Ah! It, the, it's, it's, the game's developed in Russia. It's based in Russia, Moscow. And like that's what it's always been about. And they were like, let's make it in Washington. And they're like, no. Yeah. It's not about Washington. Right. It's about Moscow. And I guess they couldn't come to an agreement, so that film has been canceled. Yeah, because then it just would not be about that game. Now, our next bit of news, you've seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie posters. With the weirdly yeah. human body and, like, the weird leg shot. I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves. Oh, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for Detective Pikachu because I think it's going to be a cool movie. Yeah. I'm excited for Sonic the Hedgehog live action. Because it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be the room for you. It will be. <laughs> I cannot imagine them making, like, the, 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 the character shape alone. He looks like a man. Yeah. He's got, like, he looks, muscle okay. definition of a man. He looks like a guy with a Sonic the Hedgehog, like, mask thing on. Yeah. You know, like a um, mascot mask. Yeah, he does. He, ugh. Yeah. It's, He's I'm just got the head of Sonic. I'm the scared for what they're doing to Sonic, and like I think Sonic is too. It's like a real life horror game, you know, <laughs> just anticipating the awful thing around the corner. Sonic, with as storied and nostalgic a history as it has, it just—they've not done nice things to him. <laughs> <laughs> Historically, He's been through speak, a lot. <laughs> he has been through quite a lot for this being a very readily recognizable game franchise. He has been. It is. The, it is like, a lot of the best thing to happen to him in like two decades has been the TV show that's on currently. <laughs> yeah. Is that called Sonic Boom? Oh God, Boom is a TV show. Yeah. God, I forgot about that. Oof. That. It's a pretty good show. I just had war- b- Boom. Really? It's, it's, I never actually watched it. It's actually pretty decent. The game is awful. 
<laughs> well, the uh, TV I'm show arguably the worst Sonic. That's game. why it's funny to me that oh. the the best thing to happen to it in the last many years is this weird TV show. I do admit there was some fun writing to come out of the game, like when Knuckles said, "I thought your middle name was the." <laughs> Stuff like that. That's very close to the humor that's throughout the uh, TV show. Mm. There's some clips that I should show you at some point if I can still find them. Now, our last bit of news I like because it's ridiculous, but in a different sense. Razer, the gaming peripheral company, has announced a new program they're doing where you can mine cryptocurrency in exchange for their own currency called Razer Silver. Okay. You know, Razer Silver, you it is it's it's like, you know, any reward point system, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, GameStop rewards, whatnot. You can redeem it for discounts or merchandise yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, they've announced basically you run this thing called Razer Soft Miner and it will use your computer's background processing power to mine cryptocurrency for a third party. In exchange, okay. they'll give you Razer Silver. Are you going to do this? No. Okay. This is so dumb. It is garbage. <laughs> One, like, if you have the computing power to mine crypto, you just mine the crypto. You just don't, do it you yourself. Don't, you don't sell yourself out like this. And two, if you're going to do it, don't do it for Razor Silver. <laughs> do it for any other currency. I'm not going to be, you know, jamming up my computer's processing, running, running up my electric bill because I want to buy some glowing headsets. That's... Okay, can or you get a, something that nice? It's Razer, so like it's kind of nice, but it's a bit overpriced. Yeah. Either way. I mean, like I, I'm just wondering because there are much better things you can be it, doing. Yeah. What if if, if uh, this is the dumbest thing? I it, <laughs> it, 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 I was I was scared because I thought Razer was about to announce that they've made their own cryptocurrency, which other places have, like like a uh, Crytek. Mm. People who made the Cry Engine and whatnot. Yeah, they have their own crypto. Apparently, I'm sure that's very effective. But like, this is so late to be announcing this. Yeah. You know, the crypto boom's already dipped, and it's the the crypto boom is such a weird thing to me because like cryptocurrency already doesn't make sense, and then all these different companies <laughs> are like, I'm going to also throw my hat into the ring, and I'm like, these are some funny hats that I don't know how to wear, and people just keep giving me more of them. My favorite part of this is uh, Razer has no uh, – they don't touch the crypto at all. They're just yeah. a middleman. They just give you the software. Apparently, they're just working with this other company. I didn't write down their name. That does the same thing but for uh, gift cards. Oh, okay. And they're basically doing their own version, but instead of gift cards, it's their, their gift whatever. Gift cards currently. is probably more worthwhile. Well, probably, but – I don't like this. If you're going to, you know, mine, mine Bitcoin, for Bitcoin, yeah, you should do it proper. Just do it for yourself. You, you should, running it in the background, because like most computers, if they're capable of mining, it'll actually cost more in your electric bill jump mm. than it will the money you've made from mining. <clears throat> well, That's then... why you need powerful, high efficiency uh, cards to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, I, and those a, are expensive too. This is dumb. Yeah, this is dumb. Don't mine crypto in any sense if you don't know what you're doing. You know? Yeah, just don't get into the cryptocurrency. Well, yeah. It's just not. Razer has their own crypto program, and I love how stupid that is. Okay, okay. This this podcast is not sponsored by Razer. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's it on news. It's time to talk about Katamari Damacy. Okay, can I ask you yeah. a question? Go for it. Um, do either of the words in the title mean anything? Yes, I have that in the notes here. Okay. Uh, I have what it means and how they came to how they named it. Because Katamari to me sounds like a seafood dish, like a seafood medley, like calamari. Well, it could be, I suppose, but there's like a lot of stuff. But then, um, Damacy to me sounds like like a regime, you know, like a monarchy uh, or a... The great Damacy of Europe or something? Yeah, well, not Europe. Like, it sounds more, like, Indian to me. Like, that's the thing is with mm. Katamari Damacy, I know it's a Japanese game. Yes. But it's just really the the vibes are very Indian and, like, East Asian to me. Y you had mentioned that, and, you know, it never had occurred to me South, until you South said East it. Asian. And like I see what you, I definitely see what you mean. And uh -huh. like it's kind, it's ridiculous. There's it? just yeah, there's something about its tone, and like the king of the universe guy, king of all. Which I and have a fun fact about him in here too. I the word Damasi sounds Indian to me. Like I, I, I granted I'm not super well versed in either of these cultures, mm -hmm. but it's just like. I don't know. It comes off as more Indian than Japanese to me. And I've seen a lot of things that the Japanese make, and usually it does come off very Japanese. So. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you. But before I tell you, I want to I, I want the listener to know what exactly is Katamari Damacy. So Katamari Damacy is a game where you are a little guy. Mm -hmm. You are um, the prince of all cosmos. The prince of all cosmos. And your father, the king of all cosmos, is... Well, he went on a drunken bender and destroyed all of the stars. That's like the sane way to put it. <laughs> Apparently, that's like the, the canonical okay. way. They don't actually, he, you don't see him get plastered. You no, know. you just see him knocking around in the planets and stars and busting everything up. And he, he does not regret it. He says no. he does. He does not regret it. Okay, we'll get into the finer points of my feelings on the king later, because <laughs> it's just so... My feelings are complex and varied, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, the king of all cosmos wants you, the prince, tiny little prince, to repair the galaxy, the universe, and put the stars back. And to do that, you have to take your katamari, which is a ball of a certain size, yeah. and then roll it around, and it things stick to it, and... The things have to be small enough to stick to the ball, but as you get more things stuck to it, bigger things can stick to it, which makes the ball bigger, and you just get bigger and bigger and bigger in the time limit given to you. And if you reach the size quota, it becomes a star. Mm -hmm. And the so the game is about um, filling in these stars and constellations that your father completely busted up and trying to repair the galaxy. Yep. Yep, that is. It's it's simultaneously very high stakes, but also very low stakes because no one seems to notice this has happened except like two yeah, people. Right? There's a weird like. Sometimes people run away or run at you, but like mm -hmm. all in all, you're left alone. Yeah. To just kind of absorb the world around you. Yeah. So, katamari damasi. There are two Japanese words. Katamari. Stands for clump or clod, that kind of okay. thing. Just a, a blumpity blump yeah, of thing. That fits. While damashi is the rendaku form of tamashi, which means soul or spirit. So clump spirit. So, yeah, it basically translates to soul clump. See, and 
that's funny to me because like the definition, like the actual definition, obviously fits very well. Soul clump. I, I guess. Like, well, is the cat is the ball a clump of soul or? Well, I mean, you could also. I'm just saying, but it could. You could also think of it like soul equals celestial body. Oh, I see what you mean. And it's a clump. Do you want to know how they came up with the name? How? Uh, Director Kaita Takahashi said that, I don't know, he basically just came up with it one day and it sounded cool. It does sound cool. That that was his logic. I'm going to say a lot of things about Takahashi uh, in this episode Um, because he had some interesting story behind this whole game yeah and you know how i heard that story (laughs) because i think it's the last episode of wonderful that was posted griffin mcelroy talked about katamari damacy i've not listened to it it just keeps fueling my theory that you and he are the same person (laughs) i mean you've never seen us in the same room i have not so I, you never there know. you have been in the same room with justin that's true but not well no i have seen you no i haven't but because today, I'm pretty sure I've not been in the same... Oh, no, we, I have no, been in the same when we room. went to go see My Brother, My Brother and Me Live, you were on oh, a completely other right. side of maybe, the theater. Maybe I did I not am. see you. Maybe that was my plan all along. Except for before along. and after the show. <laughs> see? It makes sense. <laughs> all right. This is completely off topic. Podcast staged the moon landing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Katamari Damacy was, is a Namco product, mm-hmm. and it was directed by a... Kaita Takahashi, who he's he's the spearhead of this whole thing and the creative mind behind it, and I'll be talking more about him later. This is the first game in three games. After this, there was We Love Katamari and Beautiful Katamari, which they offered new game modes like Keep Your Ball on Fire or You Have to cool. Race This Track. Or one of them is you, you, you're rolling a sumo wrestler and you have to roll up food. Ah, to make him fatter. Okay. Or you roll up a snowman's head to make the perfect size snowman. That's adorable. Cute, new, fresh ways to bring about it, but the main concept stayed the same in all of these games. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, though, uh, Takahashi doesn't like that. A lot of his development behind Katamari was wanting to break away from classic video game tropes. Mm-hmm. One example is there's no antagonist. There's no bad guy. Yeah. He didn't want a bad guy. Which didn't want a villain. I think is why the king of all universe is so complicated to me. Such an interesting like, entity. I'm like, I don't know what to think about you. But uh, because of that, he was against developing a sequel. The only reason he came back on for the second game was because Namco basically said, hey, we're making a second game whether you like it or not, and he but we do it. want you on board. And he's like, well, fine, if you have to. I mm-hmm. want at least some control. He wants to make sure it's still good. But all other all other uh, renditions of this game, you know, there's like a mobile game as well. Mm-hmm. He did not develop, and he refuses to play. Because, <laughs> like, these are not my creative visions. I can respect that, honestly. I get it. I get it. <clears throat> that, that same kind of mindset was why there's not a lot of merchandise. Mm, he he actively wanna... fought against merchandising. Oh. That does make me sad because I do like to buy merch for things. I would love a cat, like a little I'd Katamari love a ball. Katamari. I would love a little, like a tiny little prince. I'd imagine thing. you could probably find those on like Etsy or something. We probably. But anyway, back to the King of All Cosmos. That's the first little fun fact I've got here. Okay. Uh, in an interview, Takahashi had said that the King of All Cosmos, his face is based on Freddie Mercury. Oh. <gasps> 
And the body is based on Tetsuya Kumakawa, a uh, famous Japanese uh, ballet dancer. Well, that that does fit. I'm less. I'm definitely familiar with Freddie Mercury, so like, I see it. Well, he does definitely has the body of a ballet dancer, and he wears the tight pants to prove it. But, yes, um, I've I've seen the bulge. Okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about the freaking king of the universe right now. King of all cosmos. King of all cosmos. K- yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and put my complicated feelings about him into words. <laughs> he. Okay. So, have you seen Fifth Element? Not in a long time. Okay. I don't remember anything other than, I think, the word meat popsicle. Oh. Was that Fifth Element? It might have been. Or that another Bruce Willis work? I don't know. I think it's probably Fifth Element. Anyway, anyone who's seen Fifth Element knows that uh, the movie is good, and it makes sense, and it has... Uh, continuity and stuff, but it is just like a little bit offbeat. Like it, everything that happens is just kind of weird enough for you to go like, where did this come from? And that's how I feel about the King of All Cosmos, because I I don't have a solid sense on him. So he does like destroy all the stars in the sky, but he's just like, well. We did this thing that he uses the royal we all That's the time. That's my favorite thing. Is yeah. He uses the royal we. Constantly. Because he does. He wants to deflect <laughs> that responsibility. I guess. But, um, so it, it plays into his, like, very egotistical nature. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he, like, he still has a fairly open mind about things. So he'll talk about the different countries on yeah, the earth. Yeah, every in... every level he, you know, he greets you in a different language mm-hmm. and then talks about some cultural aspect of the country. Like he really likes all the countries. He's been to all of them and he's familiar with the cultures. He's the king of all cosmos and yet he's familiar with every country on earth. And so uh, he, he does that very specifically. Um, he is so mean when you don't hit the quota <laughs> like the there's oh, yeah. freaking thunder and lightning and rain and the little prince is like gnashing his teeth and beating yeah. the ground because he's so upset and the king is like you failed me you are terrible you are awful maybe next time and he like insults you and he doesn't threaten you but he just like insults you and makes you feel like dirt but then at the same time almost every level he leaves a present for you now, oh, yeah. he always makes some excuse as to why he couldn't just give it to you, like he left it on the subway, or he dropped it, or he just gave it to somebody else. <laughs> but he always does have a, pre- a present for you, which is very nice of a dad to do for his son. But at the same time, he's making you, like, fix his mess. Right, and he's making you fix everything. And, and he's giving you a time, the time limit on each level is because he can't be bothered to wait any longer. Yeah, he's like, we can only be expected to wait 11 minutes for you. After that, I cannot be bothered. And like, yeah. So not only is he making you clean up his mess, but he's impatient about but it. But he does interact with his son a lot. That is true. Which is, like, cool for a king. It's. I just have such complicated feelings about him. Now, I think you'd like that in the second game, I don't fully remember what the deal is, but there's two kings. There's a robot king of all cosmos, okay. which I guess embodies all of his... He's the exact opposite. He's shy. He's 
uh, self-depreciative. Mm-hmm. He's like just this. He's a humbling mess of sadness, basically. See, I don't agree with this because I feel like the king of all cosmos himself is just too complex a character for you to just go. Here's the opposite. He's sad. <laughs> like, no. Well, okay. Now, to be fair, <clears throat> you, you just said how hard it is to describe the king. It's equally as hard to describe this opposite robot. Okay. But how do you make him opposite then? I just don't know, baby. Well, the, in, the, in the second game, uh, the, the, the little side narrative that's going on. Because in, in this first game, you're basically following this random Japanese family as they go oh, for yeah. the, visit their father. But in the second game, you actually get flashbacks to the King of All Cosmos's childhood and his interactions with his father. Mm. And, like, that's a cool little side story. I'll have to, like, show you the cutscenes or something later. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know the grandfather of all cosmos was just as bad. I'm sure. You're like, ah, I see where he got it. It is cute, though, because, like, the prince never talks, but he is very adorable. Like, the, the king so of all little. cosmos has clearly not rubbed off on him yet because he keeps he just waves at you and you exit just the a, game. A happy and he, little boy. He's real happy. I, I love the prince. Uh, can I tell you some bleh stuff about the game's development? Some what stuff? Some bleh stuff. What is that? That's the sound of me forming my words. Okay. Yep. I'll take that out of the yes. So, <laughs> uh, Takahashi actually was originally a sculptor. Ah, and uh, okay. he was often credited for creating unique and somewhat silly 3D sculptures. I can imagine. He had gotten into game development because he wanted to see what it would be like for his three-dimensional creations to be presented in such a two-dimensional medium. Okay. That got him onto the art board, or board, art section, art side. Department. Department. That got him on the art department of Namco. Once he was there, he had pitched a game. Where he'd come up with the characters first, the king, the queen, and the prince. There's a queen, by the way. She doesn't I've show never up much. Never seen the queen. Well, that's the thing. Originally, his idea was that the queen got kidnapped, and the king was too lazy to go rescue her himself, so he sent you, the prince, to do it. Okay. That eventually got scrapped. It also used to be a, technically a racing game. Mm. The idea was the prince would knock a person unconscious, and then pilot the person by a steering wheel on their head, and you would go around knocking over buildings and stuff. Okay. Equally wacky, I know. Yeah. Is that, the, that idea did get scrapped. Is the queen small? No. She's same size as the king. Imagine combining Princess Peach with the king of all cosmos, and oh, that's basically what she looks like. Are you... T- <laughs> Wait, are you talking about giving the king of all cosmos the crown thing? Yeah, the the peachette crown. The peachette crown. Basically, <laughs> yeah. But, okay, the prince is like a centimeter tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? Okay. What? what? Just continue. The, they have a growth spurt eventually, I, I assume. I guess. Well... He tried to get Namco to agree to his idea of Katamari. They were uneasy about it uh, on the business side of things because he, he, he very diverged from the past. He wanted to create something that was happy, good, and easy to play. He, he kind of veered away from all the things that the board of directors wanted. Mm-hmm. So as a compromise, he actually convinced them to 
let him make it through Namco's Digital Hollywood Game Laboratory, which is a student development system. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, uh, uh, students, yeah, would get game development experience. So what he would do is he would have 3D artists create the items that you would roll up through the game labor- laboratory. And that, that helped Namco kind of see a better uh, proof of concept out of the game and mm-hmm. the viability behind it. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, there is no villain. I already said that. That explains the uh, how all the stuff looks, too. Oh, yeah. And, and it uh, does look like 3D class projects. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently Takahashi's style is very prevalent in this game. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's how it kind of was birthed. He went with an unnatural control scheme because he thought it was more intuitive than trying to create something more complex. You know, I I get it. Like I the you know with the the dual uh, the dual sticks. The dual sticks, you have to that, push them at the you, same time. You operate them much like a bumper car and that there's like a left side control that's, and right side I control. I hated you so much because you were like, have it's you, like a bumper car. And I'm like, bumper do you understand how long it's been since I've been in a bumper car? I was like 10. Well, bumper up. Like, And no. I don't think it operated the way you think it did. Maybe. maybe I don't think they all operate the same way. We Perhaps. I don't know your bumper car experience. We'll have to talk about that in a different episode. (laughs) The bumper car episode. The bumper car experience. That's what it's like to me anyway. And like, that's how I mentally process it. But I do like those controls for a game like this because it kind of, I think it adds something to the mental, uh, uh, the mental effort put into this game. Because most of it, you just, I mean, you just roll over stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just adding the diff- the weird control scheme kind of makes it a little more, kind of pulls your brain in a little more. It's funny you'd say that. Originally, you would operate the controller like the prince's arms. And oh. that you would have to push up left, up right, up left, Ooh, up right. Boy. As if you were actually pushing the ball. But that idea was eventually scrapped for being a bit too complicated. That does... Make me understand why you have to push forward and backward at the same time to turn it, though. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, if, if you think of it as a car, you know, the, the left stick controls your left wheels. The yeah, right so stick you controls go, your right. Yeah. So if, if you, add, you know, put them in opposite directions, you just kind of spin that way. But if you were turning regularly, you would do the same thing. You would pull your left hand back and push your right hand forward, and that's what you do with the thumbsticks. And now, yep. That makes so much more sense to me. So, it, it is a unique control scheme. They they have an alternate one, a simple control scheme, yeah. to where your left stick basically does all the movement, and your right stick can turn the camera. Mm-hmm. It's problematic because you can't quickly turn around. Yeah. Like, there's some abilities lost, mm-hmm. uh, so it made me slower, but after trying it out, I preferred the original motions in the end. It seems intuitive enough. for this game. <clears throat> so, I want to talk about the music. Okay. God, I love that The music. music is very nice. But before that, we have an ad break. Okay. Sometimes we all get stuck in sticky situations. Life rolls at you fast, and when I have that problem, I get 3M Adhesive Remover, Citrus Base. This solvent-free adhesive-removing residue helps remove oil, grease, silicone, tar, grime, and katamaris from your daily life. 
3M adhesive remover is ideal for the removal of adhesive residue or surface preparation prior to use of adhesives. Careful used for cleaning heavy oils, greases, silicone. 3M spray adhesive products also include other things that I didn't really think about. Should it get in your eyes, wash it out, I guess. I don't know. I... Adhesive remover, Katamari. I prepared so well, he said. You know... I spent a lot I, of time on the notes, he I, said. I, I, I like to think I started the... <laughs> I started the first half strong. <laughs> you did? But I will point out... God. It, you were reading the back of a can of adhesive remover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I did my best. I had... No, it was good. I thought, I thought it was good, like adhesive, a, like the ball, and did you did a good job. And, I got it. It was yeah, a good joke. Yep. <laughs> Do you want me to read the rest oh of the God, fun I'm facts? Done. I think we said all of the fun facts, um, actually. <clears throat> oh, we were going to talk about music. The music, yes. God, I love the music. I wanted to kind of sing the music into the, the intro, the but The music is another reason that I was getting more Indian vibes, because it's very much more Indian style than... Now, the music is unique in that, like, I've never heard anything quite like it. It, the, some of them are, are they're very there's a variety of music in this yes. game and and they actually recruited a number of j-pop artists on certain some tracks. of them i can definitely hear but yeah the, the music was actually one of the aspects of this game that was that received the most acclaim like it went on to win a number of awards for best music you know because it, it's very creative it was memorable uh, Takahashi described the music selection as he wanted to create something, what was it, that would infect your brain? What did he it say? It does, because the na 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 is stuck in my head all That's my the favorite. The, 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 the login, login, file load, the, the start <laughs> yeah. menu. The start, the start, the start menu music. <laughs> the file load. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm still getting past it. He's a remover. Yeah, okay. But the the start menu music is literally just a guy going na 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 I got a Mari Dama. And I love apparently the the art director, the music director person, uh to make the music for this song, he would often just record him humming a tune that he thought of on the spot and he kept getting criticized for that when he was out in public (laughs) so he started just doing it in private yeah and like yeah there's there's a very happy air to the music all of them like it's hard not to feel good when you listen to them it's it's that right blend of uniqueness and that like because i've not heard anything quite like any of these songs before they're a little bit strange yeah they're yeah and it does an amazing job at establishing that nostalgic, happy feel from when I had first played this. Because this game was uh, originally on the PlayStation 2 back in mid-2000s, I believe. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it now because it recently, the Katamari Damacy re-roll, a remaster, was released on the Nintendo Switch. Which is how I've been playing it. Yep. Yep. And I, I have to say the remaster 
is how a remaster should be. It looks nicer, it's crisp, it's high resolution, but it's the same game. Yeah, that's how I th- that's what I thought like a remaster is. Like that's it's what not a, rema- a reimagining. That's yeah, uh, the terminology is really blurred in the industry over mm. time. If it's a remaster, it's supposed to mean same assets, same everything. We've just ported it onto this future model or whatever. Mm-hmm. A Yeah, a reimagining is when they take creative liberties. Yeah. A remake, I'm not sure where that line is. That's not like a proper term. That's why it bugs me when I see people like, you know, oh, here's blah, 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 remastered, and they'll complain about the same problems the original game had. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. It's the same game. It's the same game. Yeah. Remaster. Like when Dark Souls. There was I a knew Dark you Soul were going to bring up Dark Souls. You know I was, yeah, because people were upset that they didn't fix any of the bugs from the old game. And I'm sitting here thinking, that's because it's a remaster. They said the whole time. People are like, oh, it would have been nice if they added this feature or added this feature. No. It's same a remaster. Game. Okay. We were talking about the happy, lighthearted yes. Katamari Damacy. Yes. Not the horrible heart pain that is Dark Souls. So, it is I, a happy game. Yeah, the music is that's the music is one of the reasons that I really enjoyed the game because each level, like you do, you do one thing in this game, and that is roll things up with a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's enough variation in how you go about doing that, and it's not just get to this size in so many minutes um when you're making all the constellations um oh, like yes. Taurus, Cancer, Gemini um you have special things you're supposed to roll up so Gemini you have to roll up pairs of things and the objects are even denoted as like chicken, brother, chicken it's like older brother, younger older brother, brother, younger brother, yeah. older sister, younger. Th- yeah. <laughs> right. And so, like the, the level is specially made cuz you're rolling around basically the same world every time. Yes. The same house, the same neighborhood, the same buildings. Uh, but the items placed around the world are different Can on each different. level. So obviously you're going to see a lot more duplicates of things in the Gemini one. Yeah. So then uh, the Virgo one, you have to roll up ladies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm getting my constellations mixed up because I was going to say crabs. The Ursa Major one is the ah. hardest one because it's not ah. it's not roll up a lot of bears. It's you roll up <laughs> one, one bear, bear. But that one bear has to be a very big bear. And this world is littered with very small bears. And if you hit one, if you run into one, that counts as picking it up. And it completely ends the level. And then your dad judges you harshly for picking up a small bear when he wanted a big bear. Yeah. And and of course, the bigger you get, the easier it is to make that mistake. Right. Because you can't see the little bears anymore. But if you want to get the big bears, you got to be big. The one that kept screwing me up is there's a guy that's holding a bear, floating. A a small bear. He's holding a small bear, and he's floating by on a balloon, and I keep accidentally running into him because he's above me. Yeah, because you're looking at the ground. You're not Mm -hmm. paying attention to what's above you, so it's easy to... I get it, yeah. Yeah, the bear one's really hard, but it's stuff like that. Like, it's just different enough. Each level has a different song, so you're not, like, going through the same music all the time. There are repeats, I admit, but yeah, the... The music does not get boring. Yeah. Which so, is surprising because some of these levels are like 20 minutes long. Yeah. So it it, it does a good job of uh It's funny because slowing. 
in any other video game, it's like, do this level, and it could take me two hours to do the level, and I would not notice. But as soon as, like, this one gives me a time, and it's like, you're going to take 11 minutes to do this level. And I'm like, I'm going to be sitting here for 11 minutes rolling things up, like, because it tells me how long I'm going to be doing this. Suddenly, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of how long I'm spending doing and, each level. And I, I'd always find that funny, because I would... I would think that as well. Like, this one's 20 minutes? Jesus. And then, you know, it, boom, I'm done. Like, oh, God, already? Well, 20 minutes later, I'm still not done. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I need more time. I, I am very good at this game. I'm not as good at you as you. I'm okay at it. but well, I mean, I had past practice. True. To <clears> be <throat> fair. I, uh, uh, those were words I said in my mouth. You can they allow, all came out at once. You, uh, the original originally didn't have a time limit because, like, like, like Takahashi had said before, he he wanted uh, he wanted this to be a fun, simple, enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a time limit initially, but they eventually found that if you don't have the time limit, you would get bored. Yeah, which is, it's interesting how adding a limitation like that changes things. It does, yeah, and I've noticed this in a whole lot of ways because. You can hand a piece of paper to someone and say, draw something, and they'll have no idea what to do. But if you say, uh, you know, you can't use straight lines or you can only use straight lines, Mm -hmm. like as soon as you put one limitation on somebody for any creative endeavor, it suddenly becomes far more interesting and they're suddenly able to do much more. Right? Yeah. It's it's interesting. Because it gives you something to focus on. It does. And uh, but you can you, uh, a a a friend of ours was telling us about this. You can unlock unlimited modes. Mm-hmm. There's yes. three levels in the game where if you do so good, you can unlock to do that level again without a time limit. Which, funny enough, the only one I've done that with because I've managed to do that, but the only one it was with was with the very last one. Mm-hmm. Which uh, do we want to say what the last thing you roll up is? Sure. The final level, the you have to roll up to become the size of 300 meters. And it is because your Katamari is replacing the moon. You have to put the moon back. You have to put... And by doing this, you roll up entire islands. You basically, and you basically absorb the entirety of Japan to make the moon. Do you want to know what's really funny to me? What's that? The fact that we just finished the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender... Oh, yeah. And it has to do with the moon got deaded. The moon got got. The moon got got. Got punched. And uh, <laughs> um, there was the whole, we have to do something to put the moon back. And so. Huh. <laughs> That's an interesting crossover idea. Keep the girl. Just roll up another Just moon. roll up Japan. Yeah. <laughs> put it up in the sky. Avatar, so. the last... Katamari Bender. La- uh, I was trying to think of like the last Bender of all cosmos or something. <laughs> Avatar the last Katamari Bender. The last Katamari Bender. That's weird. It's, it's just it's just the timing, because otherwise I would not have even considered these two together, but we literally finished watching the first season yesterday, and then today you finished the game and put the moon back. <laughs> yeah. I was like... It's, it's such a good game. I love it. It is, yes. It has a multiplayer mode, but like it's fun once. It's yeah. a cool little gimmick. Multiplayer is okay. It's like you're going against each other to see how big you can... That's the thing, though. Um, you you go against each other to see 
who can make the biggest Katamari in the time limit. Yeah. But it never tells you how big your Katamari yeah. got. And in single player, it'll tell you your exact size. Multiplayer, it does not. It doesn't tell. Even if you win, it doesn't tell you how big your Katamari right? was. I, I That's true. I think that was... It's possible that was just a Namco thing. Like, hey, we want a multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. And they added that in. Or maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, the multiplayer definitely did not get the same amount of love yeah. as the regular game did. I wish you could play as all of those side characters. Yeah, they're cute. Kamuzu, they have the others, and they're called the they're all called your cousins. Yeah. And uh, in the second and third game, you can play as them. Yeah. You can find them in a in a level, and if you Aww. roll them up, you can then unlock oh, them. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, and there's so many. There's like there's one where it's literally the same, but your head is sideways. Oh so my god. So instead gosh. of being long and wide, it's like forward wide yeah. and your face is on the end yeah there's one to where you yeah like you're colored in black and then neon colors and you're like the disco variation nice there's one your head is just miso soup oh it's literally a bowl of it's soup a bowl for a of head. soup oh no it's so cute and i love it but, should we do some housekeeping yeah i think we've said just about all there is katamari damacy re-rolled is available on the nintendo switch was it on something else i can't remember original game was on the playstation 2 $30 for the remaster. Good deal, in my opinion. I recommend it. It's a good game. I think even if you haven't played, or even if you have, I think it is worth that money. But, housekeeping. If you enjoyed this episode or another episode, you can give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Those reviews help us get seen by more people, which help us get listened to by more people. You can follow us on Twitter, at... Cozy Co-op Podcast. That is where I tweet when the episode goes live, and I can take feedback. You can listen to stuff. I make fun of Justine on Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes. I think you're wonderful. I like to post pictures of the games and whatnot. I, can, I make fun of you during the podcast, so... That is true. That's true. I prefer to hide behind the anonymity of the internet. Okay. <laughs> you can also send feedback to our email, which is cozycoop at thelizardrock.com. Send us feedback on an episode. Send us a a, a game we should talk about, or or a, a, a not a colloquialism, an anecdote about an, anecdote. an episode we're a game we're going to talk about. Send us pictures of your Katamari. Yes, straight up, I would love to see what your guys' Katamaris look like. How big? How big? You can find the news you heard earlier and other such news at thelizardrock.com. That was not a clear one. <laughs> How about you say it? Thelizardrock.com? Yes, that is where we host a podcast, and I post news there every day, most of the time. Video game news, not like sports news. <laughs> it's also where we host a podcast, blah, blah, blah. If you want to support the podcast by buying yourself a game, for example, you can do so by visiting thelizardrock.com slash support. That is it for this week. Next week, we are going to be talking about... Castlevania. Castlevania. I'm going to be talking about the TV show. Brandon's Dracula. going to be talking about we'll, the video game. We'll, 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 we'll get some game in you. That sound weird? It's I'm sorry. Weird. I didn't mean that. Baby, I didn't mean that. I'm gonna, well, you'll play some of them. I will, too. It'll be a nice little bit. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, like, story, a lot to talk about with this game. It's a classic. I'm interested in it now that we've watched the first season of Castlevania. Yeah, and and uh, Simon and Richter are in Smash Bros. now, so some more representation going on mm-hmm. there. Otherwise... 
That's it for today. Cozy up with us next week on The Cozy Co-op. Outro music! How many na-na-na's are there? There's so many na's. Cada marido e o